Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today, we're talking the final step before the government terminates a contract, the show cause notice. This episode is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition. Visit skywayacq.com to learn more. Let's get started. On previous podcasts, we've talked about contract terminations and cure notices, which is a step in the process before a contract is terminated. Today, we're going to talk about the show cause notice, which is the last step before termination. Before we get into the details on showing cause, let's stop and say thanks. Thanks this week goes to Robin Trickett from North Andover, Massachusetts. Robin is the CFO of Union Machine Company. Uh, it, Robin's direct feedback to our, our team was very helpful. After joining our contracting officer podcast group on LinkedIn, she told us how she found our podcast and why she keeps listening. We can make a better podcast week after week when we learn firsthand from our listeners. Thanks, Robin. We appreciate the feedback. All right, back to show cause notice. Before we get into that, I should give a little recap. Talked contract terminations, and, and the, the first step before you terminate is called a cure notice, and we had a separate episode, episode 355, about cure notices specifically. A cure notice, is it's in FAR, FAR Part 49.607, it's delinquency notices, if, if you're late on delivering. If there are problems during contract performance, and it doesn't look like things are going to end well, the contracting officer can issue a cure notice, which tells the contractor, it feels like this contract is a little sick and you need to cure it before something bad happens, before we have real problems. And the key factor is before everything is late. This is, like you said, this is a symptom of a problem. So the expectation of the cure notice is you need to cure this before you are late or don't deliver. That's a good way to put it. If that's very different than the show cause. Yeah, if things cannot be cured, either because circumstances prevent it from being cured or the contractor is not willing or able to cure it, we get to the show cause notice. And the show cause notice is a written notice from the contracting officer to the contractor that they've failed to perform. Again, that they have failed to perform. It's beyond this doesn't look like it's going well to you've failed to perform. The, the notice gives the contractor a certain number of days, usually 10 days, to show a cause for that failure to perform. If they can show that it's not their fault, or if they, the contractor, can show that it wasn't their fault or it's out of their control, the CO likely will not or, or even cannot move forward with the termination because you showed there was some cause that was out of your control. This comes from FAR 49.402-3, Procedure for default, and it's it's subparagraph E1. It says, this notice, the show cause notice, shall call the contractor's attention to the contractual liabilities if the contract is terminated for default and request the contractor to show cause why the contract should not be terminated for default. And what happens if they don't show cause? If you don't show cause, the FAR continues, the failure of the contractor to present an explanation may be taken as an admission that no valid explanation exists. So assumption of guilt. <laughs> like if you can't show me you didn't have a reason why the, the, you missed this deadline, I'm assuming you missed it on purpose, which means I want to terminate you for default. 
FAR also says, when appropriate, the notice may invite the contractor to discuss the matter at a conference. I would argue that's always appropriate. Before you terminate somebody for default, <laughs> what, what, did you, when we were, what did you call it? Like, don't just get into hate mail. It's like, have a Zoom call. Like, actually talk to somebody and say, okay, the best case scenario isn't me defaulting you. In-person <laughs> like, best, online video conference, second best, phone call, okay, email, hate mail war, like, like we were talking not not good. There's nuance here, and it, it's rare that just uh, a letter writing campaign is is going to to solve things, fix things. It it, it could, but when when things are rough, face to face conversation is usually the best way to get get through that period. You don't have to wait until somebody's late. If if you already sent a cure notice and they, they didn't do it, and things are still spiraling down, you can do a show cause notice. That's that's the important thing. It's not just like, hey, the delivery date's passed and you didn't deliver. Or I think it's imminent. It can be, you didn't deliver. It can also be, I can't see a scenario into which you, you're going to be able to deliver. And I already gave you a cure notice, and you didn't respond to that, so now I'm telling you, <laughs> you got to give me a reason to not terminate. An important piece of the show cause notice that maybe I read right through when I was reading from the FAR, the notice reminds the contractor of the consequences of a termination. Termination for default, specifically. And not just termination for convenience. That's, that's, we're, we're, we're beyond that. This is termination for default, which is, like we've talked before, this goes on your permanent record. As with many formal things in the FAR, they, they give you a format. They, they, they want to make this easy for contracting officers to, to issue or easy, easier with, with a legally sound notice. So FAR 49.607 gives you the specific format to use with fill in the blanks for a show cause notice. And it reminds the contracting officer that a show cause notice should be sent immediately upon expiration of the delivery period. You don't, you don't wait around in case they might deliver late. If it's late, you can send a show cause notice. Yeah, late is late. The show cause notice is an important step in the contracting process uh, before we get to termination. When there's a failure to perform on a government contract, this, this notice, the show cause notice, allows the contractor to provide reasons for this failure. Right? That's the, the point. The contractor can show that the failure was out of their control, we talked about that, or, or not negligent on their part. They can stave it off. Because really, neither side wants termination. I mean, this is a this is the last effort. This is basically the government saying, "Okay, I really don't want to go through the process to terminate you because that doesn't help anybody other than it makes makes it, it's doing their job of removing a contractor who's not performing, but doesn't meet the mission, creates work for everybody." So this is a, a formal last step to say, "Show me why we shouldn't terminate." If communications and documentation have not been open and and complete all, all, along this path and you get to this this show cause step sometimes the the contracting officer finds out facts about the situation that that they weren't aware of and this could be from either side whether there was some unlikely event that that the the contractor's warehouse burned down and and it wasn't their fault but that impacted their ability and they, they didn't ask at that point for an extension in their delivery date or whether the government took some actions that, that changed something, that the contractor didn't call out right away and say, hey, that's different. Sometimes when you start unraveling 
the the problem you find out both sides did things that make it very difficult or impossible for the contractor to to perform to deliver on time and instead of just terminating for default this gives us a way to to work through those facts and figure out a better solution than just a hardcore termination in the best case all of these issues you talked about we should have known they were happening right well okay what it should have could have but in this case this is the last this is effectively the contracting officer giving the contractor the last chance to say look if if you have any perception that we cause this speak now or forever hold your peace that's kind of the, the way i take this and i've never actually sent a show cause but that's the conversation i had with the contractor that i was about to send one to is this looks like it's all on you and it turns out it wasn't all on them which led to a negotiation which resulted in them it was a big negotiation and they gave us some extra stuff for free, but they weren't terminated. Yeah. Sadly, I've received a show cause notice after receiving a cure notice that, that we were unable to, to cure. And it's a long story that, that doesn't bear retelling here, but I got to say, it's a very, very uncomfortable meeting when you, when you have that face-to-face meeting after the show cause notice where you're trying to explain your situation and the contracting officer just isn't buying it, isn't having any of it. It's an uncomfortable situation, but through the face-to-face meeting, we're able to move from termination for default to a, a, a negotiated settlement where the government wasn't completely blameless, but either way, they weren't going to perform. They weren't going to continue with, with us as the performer and had a way out. So they, they took it and let us avoid the, the, the black eye of a termination for default. Before we get into the specifics of government and, and industry's perspectives on this, let's stop real quick and talk acquisition time zones and execution time zones. If we're talking contract terminations, this is on the execution time zone side after a contract award. You can't terminate something that hasn't been awarded. <laughs> and it's it's really during the performance zone, the, the second of the execution time zones. If you're not familiar with the execution time zones, we cover those in episode number 84. And I, I will add one caveat that it may impact the acquisition time zones when the government is reviewing your past performance as a contractor. Because if one of these shows up in your in your record, it is going to change how they evaluate you during the selection zone. Yeah, you mean if one of these, if a termination for default shows up. Yes. A show yes. cause letter may not you're right. show you're up. You're right. A show cause letter doesn't show up in the, yeah, the results of the show cause letter. Right. You're likely to get a bad CPARS if you ended up with a show cause letter, a bad contractor performance assessment report, right? Very good point. Yeah. Which also impacts you during their market research for every acquisition that follows. All right, Kevin, specifically, why, why do government people care about show cause? Why do they want to avoid show cause notices? Failure to perform... It, it impacts the mission. It's the, I mean, the contract exists to serve somebody on the customer uh, side, right? So when failure is identified, the CEO needs to take immediate action. That's the whole idea here and send a show cause notice. That's if this is a big enough problem that we're not going to be able to get the product or service we need and the failure lies with the contractor, termination is the next step. However, comma, communicate with the rest of the government team to see if the government caused this. Like I was saying before, once I, it, it's awkward when you sit down with the contractor and they say, well, the program manager told me to do X. You're like, oh, I wish the program manager would have told me that. So I don't, now I'm kind of behind the eight ball here. So communication is a really big part of this. And so is, is understanding this, we did the episode about contract admin is underappreciated, episode 352. Here's an example of why. 
when we don't understand the communication that's going back and forth and how it's causing impact to the contractor that could result in us getting all the way down this path <laughs> to a T for D, we don't want to get there. So document and, and communicate up front because we got to carefully consider if the termination is the, is the best option. There's a lot of other ways to handle this. Yeah. Terminations are a lot of work. There's, there's, they, they take a lot of time. They're expensive for both sides. There's a lot of stress and not, not, the contractor, of course, is under a lot of stress because they're going to get terminated. But the government team is as well because they got to figure out how are they going to solve this problem, right? They gave a contract to this contractor to deliver something, either a product or a service. It didn't get delivered. That doesn't mean they still don't need whatever that was, right? So now now they're scrambling trying to figure out how to solve that problem. How to, They've already potentially spent some money that's going to take some time to recoup. How do we pay for this? There's real mission impact here. Nobody wins if the contract is terminated. Exactly. I mean, the, 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 if you think about the best outcome of a contract being terminated is you've got to go find somebody else to do the work. When a show cause notice is issued, the contractor may be able to show a cause. That doesn't mean they're still going to be able to deliver, though. It, it, you may never get what you, what you thought you were going to get from the contract. If they do have some kind of a cause, there are lots of other options. So renegotiate some of the elements of the contract get some consideration for what they didn't deliver a partial termination, a termination for convenience, which we covered in episode 121, uh, not exercise the final option. There's a lot of other paths that are, are, are less arduous that get the same, that basically get you the same result. Yeah. Like we said, everyone's looking to avoid a termination for default. The government has a lot of negotiation power. If termination for default is a legitimate option <laughs> that's a big hammer to to be swinging around there with the the contractor, and, and they should. <laughs> it's a big hammer to be swinging around, and the and the show cause letter basically is the swinging of that hammer. That's a good way to look at it. Industry folks, if you get a show cause notice, it's not just a friendly reminder that you are supposed to deliver. This is this is serious. Don't ignore a show cause letter, and it shouldn't be a surprise. If you get a show cause letter and it's a surprise, that's that shows a sign of some serious communication issues. I don't think I've ever heard of a show cause notice being issued without the contracting officer saying, the next step is a show cause notice. It's going to happen. That's a good threat. But I'm sure it's happened where, where a show cause notice has shown up. Uh, that you, you still, you know you haven't delivered. You shouldn't be surprised. If you get one, you should hope that you've documented Everything that has gone on so you can surface that the root cause of the failure. If the failure was your fault, fix the problem and, and let the CO know it won't happen again in, in writing. And like we talked about within 10 days, preferably faster, right? Because uh, this is the final step before they, before they talk about termination. And we've, we've gone over that a lot. It's going to happen. And terminations for default are bad forever for your company. This is a permanent mark on your record. It's a black guy that doesn't go away in the reps and certs with, with a proposal many times, you're asked if you've ever been terminated for default. You have to, to state that right up front. Yeah, so you, you want to avoid what, whatever you can to negotiate your way out of it is a good thing. I mean, some, sometimes it's your fault and you can't fix the problem. It doesn't mean that it has to end with a termination for default. And I don't think there's a box that says I've ever gotten a show cause notice. So it, the, the, the fact that you can you can come out of this saving the T for D is a big deal. 
you can avoid it all if you're communicating about issues earlier and documenting, document, document, document these communications where you where you've surfaced issues, things that may happen, things that could go wrong, and what you're doing about it. If the contracting officer understands how hard you've been working to avoid it, you're unlikely to end with a termination for default. Yeah, the, the way you stay ahead of this is is this concept of bad news does not get better with time. And so to get to a show cause, it means that we let a lot of bad news pile up yeah. or, or news that we didn't know about. So by communicating and documenting what's going on and saying, hey, this might be a problem a month from now, I've gotten those letters from contractors. And the last thing in my mind is, oh, I can use this for the show cause. No, I'm thinking about, okay, let's fix it. I'm working with them. Right. So the show cause is an example of some really poor contract administration on both sides because it means you ignored <laughs> the problem until it blew up in your face. Yeah. Not Sorry, always. That sounds harsh. Sometimes just, just bad surprises happen. But yes, in most cases, it means that that things have not been, that, that communications have been poor, that documentation has been poor all along. We've talked a lot about contract administration. Uh, episode 272 was called Flossing Your Contracts. And also episode 352, uh, a more recent episode, talked about contract administration being being underrated. Correct. It was an underappreciated, the, how, how contract admin is underappreciated. And this is yet another example of that. I always appreciate when we end these things on time, Kevin. So let's wrap this one up. On the government side, if, if the contract team, the government and contractors, if you're working together, if we are working together, then we ensure the contract shouldn't get to this point. I was foot stopping that a minute ago. I mean, there really shouldn't be a need for a show cause letter. But don't wait for these issues to fester. I mean, this is the kind of the poster child for why communication is important. If you get to a cure notice, that's that's a kind of canary in the coal mine moment. You get to the show cause, it's like, really? <laughs> it's like we're, we're really not going to get this thing done? So yeah, ma- make sure you're communicating up front to o- avoid this. This is kind of in, in case of emergency break glass and use a show cause. Yeah, once that show cause notice is issued, industry, you need to respond as quickly as possible and provide solid reasons and documentations that the, the failure was out of your control. By this point, the government folks are upset and they're ready to move on. It, they they to to get a show cause letter uh, to get a show cause notice out of the government. In most cases that that I've been involved in, the government they're done. They've tried everything else. They or they feel like they've tried everything else, and and you're you're non responsive. So now we're going to do this. This is the step to to termination. So even when you get to those those conversations after a show cause notice. You're not going to find a, a very accommodating gov- government customer at that point, right? They are ready That's to move on, point. so you better have your act together and be prepared that the negotiations to avoid a termination default for default might be uh, pa- painful on your part, but it's still it's better than having that mark on your record. So, so what to do? Be in prevention mode versus repair mode. Uh, prevention. We talk about the episode we did years ago, like literally years ago, called "Be Early." That's what we're talking about here: is that don't wait for things to get to this point because this is trying to repair the relationship. This is the extreme version of repairing the relationship. Be in prevention mode because it's a lot easier to fix a problem than it before it festers to this point than it is to endure a termination and and frankly have that long term impact on your reputation. And so this think of prevention mode is 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 a, a much healthier way to get ahead of this stuff. Yeah, well said. And with that, I'll talk to you later, Kevin. All right, I'll see you, Paul. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast. If you want to learn how to communicate with your contracting officer before you get to a show cause notice, or if you've received a cure notice or a show cause notice and want to understand more about how a contracting officer thinks, Skyway's team of former contracting officers is here to help. Visit skywayacq.com or give us a call at 877-884-5280 to learn more. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.